0: About to win so big.
1: Tell me, hydraulic money
0: it yeah. money. Money coming in. Tell me, what's the program? 25, baby, okay? yeah, get with the program. So they yeah. want their way, get the program. So they want yeah. their way, what's the program?
1: Ladies and gentlemen, it's the beginning of the week, so you already know what time it is. A new Tales from the Transfer Portal episode. Joe could not join me tonight for uh, personal reasons. So I'm here in the booth, but I am not, Dolo. Instead, joining me is a Virginia Tech great NFL draft pick, one of the best offensive linemen, to ever play in lane stadium or in a tech jersey anywhere ladies and gentlemen big paint vincent painter in the building how you living tonight my guy i'm good dad i'm good i appreciate that man (laughs) how you doing i'm good man i cannot complain at all man um it's been busy we've been cranking out some episodes but uh yeah man, I enjoy it every every day. My dad always told me it's better to be seen and not viewed. So every day uh, thousand percent, thousand we good, percent. you know what I'm saying? That's busy. gotta stay moving, right? Gotta keep improving. Hell yeah. So for the younger generation, and I'm not saying we're old, but the way college football works, you know, shoot, you've been out what damn near ten years now. Yeah, right. Yeah, which, exactly. Which is in. insane. Yeah. Um, tell the people where you're
0: from, man. I'm from down in of Virginia, man. You know, seven five seven, homegrown. <laughs> um, Way of Maury High School. Uh, I was recruited by Kurt Newsom uh, from Virginia Tech. I met Brian Steinspring spring first. But then uh, through the recruiting process, I was always seeing Coach Newsom, He was always coming to the school and come to see me. He came to see my mom a couple times, <laughs> and uh, that was kind of one of the things that you know sold me on Tech was the fact that they were you know they weren't just they weren't just trying to get to come talk to me and whatnot, trying to get to know me. They were always you know trying to you know get to know my mom and my dad and whatnot, trying to get to know the family. So just they, instantly, I kind of got that family feel from just you know their approach to the recruitment.
1: That's what's up, man. Kurt Newsome. I grew up in Harrisonburg, so I know his son, Kurt Newsom, the little one. So it was always kind of funny that he coached at Tech. um, But I also knew his son that lived in the area. But you – did you play – were you defensive tackle in high school or no? Coming
0: out of high school, I played both ways. I uh, started left tackle my my first year – between JV and my sophomore year, I started right tackle. Um, end of my sophomore year, I switched over to left. And my junior and senior year, I played left. My junior and senior year, I split time on offensive line and defensive line. Um, senior year, I made, obviously, All-State all, all state and uh, All-American and all that jazz on offensive line. But I still managed to make uh, Eastern, Division or and whatnot as a defensive lineman as well. I had a few offers from some schools as a defensive lineman. But uh, the offensive line was the bread and butter. Yeah, you were actually, yeah. I was yeah, reading. I, I was saying when I came in, uh, I <laughs> think Tech brought me in as a left tackle, but then, you know, I think Bud overheard one of my conversations in the, in the weight room and whatnot. And then me and him had, you know, a one-on-one conversation, um, uh, about me playing my history in, uh, high school and playing defense and whatnot. And, uh, I did defense my freshman year at Tech, um, that first semester then, but bowl week that year, um, I ended up switching back to offense, and uh, I've been switching back and forth between right guard and right tackle since then, during my time at Tech.
1: If you look at Hokie Sports, you have two profiles. One is a freshman as a defensive tackle. Yep. <laughs> and Carl and 99, which was my boy Carlton Powell's number. <laughs> yeah. And then a you have one as, a, as an offensive player. But yes, you sir. were the number four ranked recruit in the state of Virginia coming out of Maury. Sure. Yes, sir. <laughs> and I saw I saw two crazy numbers, and I'm not sure which one is accurate though. It said your 40 yard dash time was a 4.8. Is that right or was it 5.8? Because I saw 5.8 and I saw 4.8. And if your big <laughs> ass is running a 4.8, that is scary. They probably should have had you at a different position. <laughs> <laughs>
0: my, my uh fastest recorded time at tech was a 474. And at the combine I ran a 487.
1: But that Some, there are cornerbacks that and running backs that don't run that, that are right around that. That's insane. I mean, you know,
0: when you when you're working under Coach Gentry, man, you know he's he's gonna push your body to his physical limits, and we're gonna get everything out of it that we can. <laughs> so
1: yeah, shout out Gentry though, Virginia uh, Tech Hall of Famer now.
0: Yes, sir, goat man, the goat. That whole staff goes him, Coach Short, Coach Ferg. Back then, and then Graves came back on the back end. Yeah, that staff was a uh, – they got that work out of us, man.
1: Loved every bit of it. Now, what was your first impression of Blacksburg coming from the
0: 7-5? Um, it definitely was different. It was a, it was a change of pace. Obviously, you know, Norfolk is the city life, you know, and everything that comes with that. Um, when I got to Blacksburg, it was just – I mean, I loved it because it, the, the, the environment and everything was beautiful. The campus was different. You know, I was used to seeing Norfolk State and ODU and those schools. And when you see, you know, Virginia Tech campuses and that Hokie Stone, man, and just, you know, you see everybody and everybody's just, you know, happy. And then you see all the dining halls and everything that and all the resources that were available. It just kind of it just blew me away when I saw the campus, man. And it was just different and it just kind of, you know, felt like somewhere where I could focus. And um, you know, get away from the noise, not being in the city. You know, obviously some schools are in the city, but seem more attractive, but just, you know, just for what you're trying to accomplish, that was a good, good place. And I enjoy fishing and everything a lot too. So that was a good opportunity for that. You know, that was kind of one of the most attractive things, the lakes and everything out there. But um yeah, man, it was just I I hadn't seen anything like that until I made that trip to tech and that, that campus just blows you away.
1: Was Virginia Tech your first choice, or were there some other choices that you were strongly considering?
0: So my final three, um, before I made my final choice with Tech, I believe it was Tech, Florida, and Miami. Um, Those were my last three schools that I was heavily interested in. But um, (laughs) I think the last two was Tech and Miami. But then I went to the – I took a visit when Tech played Miami in Lane. And they just flat out destroyed them guys. <laughs> and I was like, already kind of a part of me was just like, you know, I want to play for the home state. I want to be home. I want to, you know, try and get tech a championship and get us to the natty and whatnot. And that game kind of just solidified it. I was like, all right, yeah, that's not clearly, you know, we're, we're, we're handling the ACC. And uh, obviously I knew a few guys um, that was here already. And um, just wanted to I, – I, I took more pride in my state than, than you know – wanting to go and, you know, experience something else. I kind of wanted to just do it for the home team. And um, that's pretty much what brought me in. And a lot of the guys I got recruited with, I, you know, was fans of. One of them was a family member um, in that recruiting class. And um, just seeing the caliber of players we were bringing in in that class, um, and the guys that was already here, it was just kind of like, man. And you know, the, back then it was really heavy with, the, you know, the seven, five, seven guys going there. I kind of just, you know, took pride in it and wanted to be a part of it, you know, try and be a part of bringing winning, keeping winning,
1: at um, in Blacksburg. Did you, uh, did you ever take an official to Miami or no? I did, I did, I did take an official to Miami. We have a nicer campus. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, Miami was a city, and obviously, it's just kind of you expect that you like. It's Miami. You're in, and it's like you know, obviously it's sunshine and stuff. But I was a big dude, and I sweat a lot, and I was like, kind of like, you know, I don't really want to be in this hundred degrees there all the time. <laughs> so, but no, nah, man, uh, no. Nah, I mean, I would say the weather there is obviously better because we get snow. But you know, the food and everything, our dining halls and stuff, for a bigger guy was undefeated.
1: What? Yeah. Tech eating is – tech ridiculous. dining is top tier. It is what, ridiculous. Did you, did you have a favorite spot? What did you say? Did you have a favorite spot on campus that you like to go eat? Like, if you had the time, like, you were going to that specific place? I mean, uh, I went to uh,
0: – I can't really pick one. I mean, uh, every chance like God, I went everywhere. I was always down when we were living in Cochrane. I was always down there, but I mean D two was cool. I, I I had to say maybe no, not D two. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Nah. <laughs> I I can't I can't pick one. <laughs> I can't pick one. Cause you can't really go wrong. It was just depending on where I was at on campus. I just
1: I can't really pick one. It was all too good. And that class you came in with, I was just rethinking. Like you came in with some dudes. Yeah. Like Darrell. Darrell. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Taylor, Juice. That oh, my Bruce yep.
0: yep.
1: Ryan Williams, man. Yep. It came in.
0: Beckton came in with us in that class.
1: Antoine Hopkins.
0: Hopkins, Big Hop came in with us in that class. Marcus Davis. Too. I said, I say, yeah, Marcus came in yeah. with us in the class. XB, Xavier Boyce came up, came in with us in there.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Um, Randall Dunn came in there with us in that class. Uh, yeah. We had some guys, man. Yeah, it was a couple of guys that didn't make it, but uh, but the guys that did, Allen Steele, I wish, wish Allen, you know what I mean, would have got the finish, but he was a hitter, man. Eddie Whitley. Yeah, Lorenzo. Mm-hmm.
1: we had some guys. Tony TG. TG, yeah. <laughs> Jared Boykin, yeah. Man. Beamer had some guys, man. We did, we did. We did. I miss those type of classes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we had a lot. We had a lot of nice of guys. I mean, we're still getting nice recruits in and everything. We're getting some good talented guys in nowadays. You know, I'll, I still watch the games. I can't wait for the season to kick off to see who's going to pop up next and watch the next week of guys, you know, see you know, and do their thing or whatnot. Um, especially with this new coaching staff, man. Um, I, I, I'm pretty excited for the way things are looking and where the program's headed. Um, I have a lot of faith in this coaching staff. They put together and uh, you know, their resumes and whatnot. And we got some talented guys out there, man, and I'm looking forward to seeing who, you know, obviously what the quarterbacks are going to do. Well, of course, I'm looking for what the offensive line is going to do, balling people. Um and just get back to running. I know, I know, you know. Today's game is heavy passing and whatnot. The, the game is moving forward, but we still, you know, win games with that old school tech running game. And have great guys in the backfield. I'm excited to see some of that going on. Old line moving guys, and also, you know, attacking through the air as well. Um, and you know, defense is going to be what it's going to be. Defense is just, you know, standard, just a standard. So I know that's that's what that's going to
1: look like. I'm excited too. I think. I think this new staff, the way they reach out to alumni, just the way they're doing it, I think it's the right way. It's awesome. It's awesome. I, you know, I'll get the, the emails or and whatnot, and um, I want
0: to make it out to a game this see A couple of them, actually. Um, I plan to try and make that happen. Uh, things, things are picking up here at the, at the business, so we'll see if I can move some things around. But I definitely want to make it to a couple of games. That I want to see – I got to see this up close in
1: person. Blacksburg if you're listening if you see Vincent Painter out and about he pays for nothing remember that <laughs> we, got, we got to treat we got to treat the great ones correctly man bled for us
0: love it. always with baby
1: <laughs> when you got on campus though when you got on campus for the first time you're yeah. now there you got summer camp or fall camp about to start what was yeah. that initial, like, you were a big dude, right? But when you get there, yeah. you know, like, were you, did you, I guess, acclimate pretty fast or was it kind of like, whoa, this is D1 football? You
0: mean as far as playing
1: and whatnot? Yeah, as far as, like, the practice schedule, all the time it took to that you had to commit to being in the building. Yeah, it was definitely uh it was definitely – Learning curve. Um, you know, in high school, it was kind of we
0: watched film and whatnot, but, we, you know, we kind of just got the plays and just went out there. and We just, you know, we're going to be in better condition and everybody and whatnot. It was we had game plans, and whatnot, but it was not. It definitely wasn't as structured as what I experienced when I got to tech. And obviously switching over to defense full time, you know, was kind of a, a learning curve as well. So but um, physically, I felt like I was holding up. Um, it's just, you know, I had to learn how to watch film kind of like on that level and whatnot. Um, and I kind of, you know, had to learn the playbook. It was a lot more, <laughs> there was a lot more to that playbook than what I was used to coming out, uh, coming out of Norfolk. So, um, but you know, I was, I was a great student. I had great grades and whatnot. So studying wasn't too bad. It just, was getting used to it. But, um, physically, yeah, I felt like I was fine. Um, I could hold my own out there and I was, I was never afraid to hit. That was kind of a standard at my high school. You can't never be afraid to put your nose in there, man. That's, that's the game, you know if you're not going to do anything, you hit somebody, <laughs> but, um, yeah, as, far as, as far as just, you know, learning how to really watch film and, you know, dive into a structured playbook and being on schedule, like you said, and balancing class and you, summer school pretty much soon as you, you know, enroll and during that, during that summer, um, in that second semester. Um, so it's just learning how to balance that and practicing and whatnot. Um, it definitely, it definitely helped out a lot having the coach staff that I had and having the veteran guys in the run that we did because, you know, on the offensive line run that we had with Sergio was still there and then Wayne was still there and Blake and Brooks and all those guys were still being no Northside and the guys still being there. Um, you know, they, they helped bring us along. And, you know, they were always willing to, you know, give us little tips here and there and break things down for us and simplify and obviously starting the defense and on the defensive side of the ball, um, early on, it was, uh, Taco was in there and Jay worlds and, um, all those guys, um, Nikos and all those guys Friday and, um, Graves, um, was in there for the kind of, you know, help teach me the game and whatnot. But all the lines kind of came easier, um, which I came to realize when they switched me back. Um, so, um, and obviously switching positions created a little bit more of a learning curve, but it, it, that helped me out a lot when I got to the league because, you know, I played across the board and opposite line of the league, um, except for center. Um, so that, you know, in the long run, it paid off. It was it was a skill set that uh, that benefited me a, a lot down the road because they definitely make you do that a lot because guys go down in the league and you got to be able to just jump in there. You can't really use the excuse, I only play this one side or I only play this position, like you kind of just got to, when things are going on, you got to jump in that fire, man. So um, that, that 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 process that I went through attack between, you know, going to defense, coming back, going back and forth, between right guard and right tackle, um, greatly benefited me uh, down the
1: road. I don't think I've asked this question before. What's up? Or, or had people, I guess, explain. But well, you redshirted, right? Yes, sir. So I guess explain the day-to-day behind a redshirt shirt a red shirt year. Like what's the process? Like what like what do you like what do you do as a redshirt? Like I guess a lot of people might not know. They just think that you kind of sit out, but there's a lot yeah. more to it obviously.
0: Yes, yeah, so, I mean you have like the extra list um on Mondays because we practice it was light practice on Monday and then you would uh practice Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday would a harder day, Friday was like a walkthrough day and then Saturday um, game day. So, um, you know, during the earlier days of the week, you'll probably have like a 6 a.m. left, something like that, and get that going and whatnot. And then it's basically like being in practice squad um, in college. So, you know, you, when it's team ones, they're doing their thing, but when it's, you know, you're running a scout team or whatever, we're on separate fields, offense over here, defense over here, and then the offensive scout team is over there with the defense. And it's just, you know, I was practicing against the defensive starters every day, uh, giving them a look for well, uh, the team we were going to see that week. So, you know, having to go out there and play tackle and guard against Jay Worlds and those guys that, you know, you kind of have no choice but to get better going out there and dealing with that every day. So um, that's usually the week. And then when the game time comes around, when Friday rolls around, you know, those guys going through the walkthrough in the stadium and, you know, you kind of just go uh, doing the rest of your classes. Generally, the days that you aren't traveling, only Friday really, um, you just kind of have classes during those time, or like maybe some study hall or something. Um, but other than that, once you finished all your responsibilities for the day, you were uh, pretty much finished and free. Uh, Friday because Saturday, the team was traveling. Um, and Sunday, they came back and uh, we watched film on Monday morning. So we were going there and watch film with the team on um, Monday. And then you know, the week would basically just reset. And we would go right back at it again. Sunday was the off day. Um, I had to think about it for a second because it's the reverse of the league. Sunday game. Monday is filmed oh, there. Monday's filmed there and Tuesday is rest day, so I had to think about it for a second. But, um, yeah, that Monday we'll go in there and watch film, and uh, they will go over the uh, – basically the overall team stats, the you know, positives and negatives, where we won, what we lost, and the stats and whatnot. And, uh, and then we would break. Um, scout team would go to the lift, and everybody else would know, go study hall, do whatever, whatnot, classes and whatnot. Um, and then we would go to do study hall and start out there in, class, uh, in jazz too. It was time for practice. But, yep, Monday was basically the reset. And then Tuesday practice, Tuesday full pads, Wednesday full pads. Thursday would be shells. Friday was walkthrough. And Monday was like shell, but like a lighter kind of full speed, but not killing each other type of day. But Tuesday, Wednesday, you're going. We're going full pads. We're going full throttle. <laughs> those were the fun days.
1: You probably got to know uh, Coach Gentry pretty well during that red shirt year, huh?
0: Oh, a thousand percent. A thousand percent. I was always, you know, asking those guys questions about, you know, deep and, you know, as far as drinking shakes and whatnot. And they would always challenge me in the weight room to try and, you know, lift more. They were the reason why I, I mean, I was going to push myself, obviously. I always wanted to get stronger, but just having those guys be like, try this. They were always coming and mess with me and, like, see if I would try, if I would ever, like, shy away from anything in the weight room, whether it was like, you know, uh, Doing a certain little curl kind of like a uh, circuit that they'll put together, or whether it be like they had like little challenges with the plate holes and whatnot, or we'll do like bar hangs, whatnot, t- time challenges, and just all kind of different little stuff. I think I arm wrestled a couple of times. <laughs> but uh, it would always be like little different things they would do, you know, whether it was middle of the lift, post lift, or just, you know, giving us extra lifts, um, pushes. And even during the regular lift, they would always, you know, push us and encourage us, you know, if you can go a little heavier, you can go a little heavier, but, you know, don't shy away from pushing yourself, and then uh, they were always very knowledgeable, always very open, and, um, yeah, man, it, it definitely, definitely, it was hard, it was hard not to get strong in that, especially with having the uh, super iron hockey board and everything, everybody's shooting for that, and then you kind of look at the board. I don't know if they still have it. I think they tore that wall down That's how I saw the uh, the new weight room. But the way it used to be, when they had the wall with all the records and everything on there, you would see all the older guys, you know, the guys that came before you and all their records and whatnot. I know. I I can't speak for anybody else, but I knew before I left that campus, I was going to get on that board. That was kind of my mission. I wanted to get up there a couple times, and uh, I managed to do that. And uh, but yeah, that, when you come in as a freshman, you see that you kind of want to, you know, you want to get up on there. You want to kind of make your make your Make your mark and, uh, whether well, it's on the wait room man on the
1: field. I don't think it took you very long to do either of those things. <laughs> <laughs> How was Frank, man? Was Frank intense, or did Frank kind of leave the intensity up to the position coaches?
0: He definitely, uh, he trusted his coaching staff. You know, obviously, he kept those guys around for a long time. You know, so he trusted them. But he, when he, when he felt he needed to speak up, he will speak up. And when he felt he needed, you know, kind of you know, be be that coach, that player coach, player coach, you know, talking to guys and reaching out to guys. But, um, you know, you know how he was, man. He was a no-nonsense type of guy. You know, you're going to go to school, have a lot of responsibilities. You're going to be better men, but good football players, good football players, but better men. Um, And that was one thing I always loved about him. He wasn't just, you know, pushing us just to be great players. He was like, no, I want you to be great men as well. And you always expect us to carry ourselves well, and um, you know he was always dropping little nuggets. When you really tune into what he's saying, he's always dropping little nuggets, man. Um, very wise, very wise man. And um, you know, but you you know if you get in trouble, I, he, he, he's gonna be a little hot, man. <laughs> don't don't sleep on him. <laughs> he 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 definitely get mad, but it's more so he's more mad that you know you just made the wrong decision than as opposed to, you know he's not gonna fuss and cut you out, but he's just kind of like you know why did you do this type of type of thing. Um, but, um, yeah, Be- Beans was always um, very transparent. He pulled me to the side a couple of times. We had a couple of different talks about a couple of different things. I was never really like in crazy trouble or nothing. But um, just just for foot- just football stuff, man, just you know, you're checking in and whatnot. But um, Beans was a great guy, man. I'm always grateful for the opportunity that they presented me in Tech.
1: It's really crazy if you look back at – who you were able to, like, who you blocked for. Like, yeah. Darren Evans, Ryan Williams, David Wilson. Like, three of the best running backs to ever play at GT.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, I tell people all the time, some of the backfields that we put together were just ridiculous, man. And the crazy thing about it is those guys that you named, they were all the same caliber player but all different styles. Like, Darren was that, like, Marshawn Lynch big – the big guy where he's just going to kind of run through your face – and Ryan was kind of like the shifty, you know, got moved, got the speed to kind of leave you, but he's got a little bit of everything. But don't let him get in that open field where he's out of there and he ran the ball hard. And David was just pure speed and just power, man. Like if you just let him and he, I seen that man being some pretty ridiculous predicaments with his body and kind of like how did you not tear everything in that leg right there, bro? And he was just so nimble and so flexible and his mobility was just insane. And then you let in the open field, bro, he's gone. There was no catching him, <laughs> and he'll run to your face. It was like, <laughs> what do you do? But, um, those guys plus the quarterbacks that we had with Tyrod and Logan while I was there, it was just man, we in the receiver, we had some talent, man. But it was fun blocking for those guys. They were also good dudes as well, pretty funny. Um, all of them actually, but, um. Uh, yeah, man, they, they, they. I wish that uh, all of them really could have got to show the league what they could do. But you know how that goes, man. With this game of football, um, injuries and stuff. But
1: so it's kind of crazy if you think about like who you blocked for with that backfield at Virginia Tech. I mean, you had Darren Evans, Ryan Williams, and David Wilson. That's that's a pretty insane lineup of running backs. It was ridiculous. It was, man. And the great thing about all those guys.
0: Where that they were all great backs and they all had you know different skill sets, man. And you know, you got Darren, who's the bigger guy, um, running to your face, hard to bring down. Um, but he still can hit you with a move every now and then. But don't, you know, don't 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 don't, don't go up high. Just, just don't do it. Then you had Ryan, <laughs> who called himself Little Sweetness, because his favorite player was Gary Payton uh coming up. <laughs> but uh that dude was just all around back um you let him get in the grass he's gonna leave you you try to stay in front of him take you he can spin on you he can hit you with a stiff arm he'll run through you and especially after we saw that clip when he dragged the guy into the end zone that was that was that was hilarious (laughs) but and then you had David man who was just the pure pure speed just a rolling bullet type of guy he was strong ran hard um but if you get him in the open field he's just blazing and um the things he could do with his body was just just ridiculous, man. And um, those guys were all great dudes as well. <laughs> just coming into a situation like that as an offensive lineman, you expect to have a lot of success with a backfield like that. So the quarterbacks that we had and uh, Tyrod
1: Logan. Yeah, man, I used to keep up with Darren and Ryan fairly well back in like right when they left Tech. I know Darren, I used to talk to him. He said he, it was just time to go trying to make some money you know i think he had a family at that point yeah yeah. um but it was kind of crazy because he was so prolific right And that first year was amazing and then he got hurt Mm -hmm. and then it opened the window for ryan who was also very amazing right and then he ended up splitting time with david and then it ended Mm -hmm. up just being the david show after Mm -hmm. ryan left Mm -hmm. um it was it was special to watch. And obviously was, you had Tyrod and then you had Logan waiting in, in the helm from that. Like it was just a, a ridiculous, blessed situation.
0: Man. <laughs> yeah. it was ridiculous. What man, that was, those were the days. Those were the days when you just felt like at one of those years, we were just going to pop and go and get us or go and get us. I mean, obviously we were winning a lot of both games, but you know, you always want to keep pursuing that Natty, you know, as that's always, you know, the, the goal every season when you come out, um, but, you know, we were still winning a lot of bowl games, going to the Orange Bowl, then Chick-fil-A Bowl, and then we went to uh, the Orange Bowl again, I believe. And then we went to the, um, the Sugar Bowl. That was a catch. And we went to the, uh, the Russell Athletic Bowl. I believe those were all the ones that I went to while I was there. Yep. Yep. At the Chick-fil-A Bowl, we played Tennessee.
1: Whoop they ass. Hell yeah. Beat the brakes off them boys. Beat the brakes off them <laughs> boys. <laughs> For
0: sure, that game was crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's
1: was there a defender that you faced that you were just like, damn, it might be a long day because it's just tough? No. Like, is there, like, one that you were like, man, he, he like, get, he brought it?
0: In oh, well, like, somebody I played against that brought it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I kind of got – I had to get in there. We played Aaron Donald was still at Pitt when we played Pitt my last year. Um, and then after that, I'll probably say it was between, that was early big Beasley. He just had that spin move. Um, Bjorn Warner and uh, Tank Carradine. That was, that was a night when we played Florida State. That was a night. Um, I mean, they not like I was good from Clemson. Um, and then there was, um, I don't think Quinn, Quentin was not still at UNC while I was there. Quinn and Robert Quinn was gone. Um, I mean, there are a lot of guys that I respect, but I mean, I respect all my opponents, but I have just never really, you know, whenever I studied film, I just never let guys' names get in my head. I just saw numbers. Um, you know, I was just going to compete. Um, there are definitely some guys that gave us to work, um, but, you know, I can't. I'd probably say that year. Yeah, I'll like, say 10 Caroline, Durham Warren's 10 Caroline was the best fight that year. But um, and then obviously Rant Donald when we played those guys, but he was on the inside. I only had to go against him a few times during that game. But um so I'll probably say yeah, those guys. But generally I just, you know, I'm just going out there and we're gonna fight, man. I don't care who you are. i' don't, I don't care what your name is, what, what you did, where else. We, we you gotta see me today. So <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> Talk that absolutely. But that's just how I, you know, that was just what our coaches instilled in us. And more, it was kind of like you know, the guys on paper is all this oh, and that. I mean, you pay respect. I respect everybody's game. You know, no disrespect to anybody. But um, that's just how I approached it. My mentality. I'm going out there every week. Um, it's just I'm gonna I'm gonna give you what I got. You are gonna give me what I got. And at the, end of the day we gonna tally up the score and see who won the day.
1: Man, that uh, was it 09 Alabama?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We had them. On the ropes, I really thought we might pull that one out. That was, yeah. That
0: that, that would have, I think that would have skyrocketed us toward a special year if we would have won that game. That would that would have put us on a serious. That would have put the world on serious notes if we won that game. You know, anytime you beat out of Bama, that's 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 saying something because that's those guys um, do a great job every year. Um, Nick Saban's putting something in the water that's working, but. um, yeah, that that was that was a great game, man. That was a great game. That would have
1: been a great dub. I feel like that was Ryan's coming out party. It was. Dude. Everybody, everybody started paying, you know, a lot of respect to him
0: after that game because he went crazy against those guys. There's a lot of guys that played well that game. Ty, I think Jake had a couple of nice plays. Jake Johnson had a couple of nice plays. Nikos was getting off. Obviously, Campbell was doing this thing. Man, Darrell had a couple of nice good plays. Danny, yeah, it was,
1: yeah. Speaking that of was, Danny, he caught that ball at Michigan, man. I don't dude, care. That was a
0: catch, man. I, that, that I, not say, I say that to this day. Whenever, every time I see a Michigan fan, alumni, student, I introduce myself. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I went to that. Oh, really? Yeah. And in the conversation, there was a catch. And I just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a catch just so you know before we leave the conversation that was a catch and you start like everybody just starts laughing they know exactly what i mean
1: i wanted that game so bad mainly because there were so many factors going into it like everyone's like ah oh, tech's only here because the fan base travels well uh it Cody was hyper got home. yeah like, and we I needed forgot. a kicker that we needed a kicker that game. We
0: needed Cody, we needed Cody that game, man.
1: <laughs> Cody, Cody was
0: a really good kicker. We needed
1: about that. Yeah, despite but I mean he stayed wildin', but respect Cody. Uh it's college. Not, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> but um he owns a barbecue restaurant now or something, and I think he's doing I really heard. well.
0: Yeah, he's doing the barbecue thing, and he's uh, doing really doing his thing with real estate as well. I was talking to him a while back, picking his brain a little bit. But um, yeah, Cody's doing really well for himself, man. I'm happy for him. I love seeing all my guys doing their thing. I still keep up with a lot of guys. Um, that's good. Fun. Yeah. So um, yeah, I love seeing you know all my guys doing well and doing their thing and living healthy, successful lives, having families. Um, I love it, man. Well, that's a beautiful perfect, part was-
1: about football, right?
0: Yeah, those brotherhoods, those bonds you make, man, with people over the years from high school to college, some in the pro, um, especially those high school and college bonds, man, those are like some of those guys was like my friends for life. And, um, obviously, anything within my power that I can do for any of my brothers, I'm going to do it. Um, I'm just a team guy, you know. You know? And, um, yeah, man, it's, that, that was that was the best four and a half years of my life at Texas. So, yeah, those, those are my guys forever.
1: The guys I went to those experiences with, man, those are my guys forever. And then comes one of my favorite parts. As a Denver Bronco fan, (laughs) we never (laughs) get Hokies, man. Eddie Royal, we got Eddie Royal, and then I was was so pumped about that. But typically, like the Brandon Flowers and Mm -hmm. Divine Diablo, all these dudes go to L.A. or San Diego at the time. Or they go to Oakland or um, Kansas I know City. Redskins get a lot
0: of guys. Redskins get yeah. a lot of them.
1: But they're not in my division. Now I got <laughs> these dudes. Like, I'm like, man, I hope they have great individual performances. Indeed. But do not beat my team. <laughs> but the Denver Broncos draft you in a sixth round. And I'm ecstatic. I'm like, we got one. We got a Hokie. Who, who made that call to you? to let you know that you were going to become a member of the Denver Broncos?
0: That day, let me think hard, because I talked to a couple people that day. The first one was Elway or Fox. I talked to both of them. The first one was Elway. Elway called me first, and then Fox called me after to get everything, um, you know, just having the coach talk. But the first one was Elway. Good. And the crazy thing about that day, <laughs> the beginning of the sixth round, the Steelers called me and said, uh, if you're still sitting there when our pick comes up, we're taking you. Um, and just what so happened, I think the Broncos were right before the Steelers. <laughs> and the Broncos took me. <laughs> I was almost a Steeler, but yeah, the Broncos pulled the trigger. Elway called me first. Then I talked to Fox. And then um, the next day, yeah. The next day I was playing basketball it was the next day of the day after Peyton texted me and, um, you know, was saying congratulations and whatnot and couldn't wait to work with me and all that. And, um, so that was, that was very exciting, man. It's just hard to remember because after, you know, when I got the call, everything was so emotional, man. My mom was crying. My dad was crying. My high school was there, he was crying. My lady was crying. Um, you know, I, I, I think I definitely bust out a few, but, um, yeah, it was just a very emotional moment. Uh and you know, one of the best, one of the days that I'll never forget. Um my sister was crying. <laughs> it was it was just a it was a beautiful moment, man. Um uh, a very exciting moment. Um definitely a moment to change my life forever and just something that, you know, with my journey that I went through, um came to this and trying to find my way um through college. Just, you know, for all that to put in all that work. Um For it to come up to that moment was just a great feeling, man, indescribable feeling. Um, And I'm grateful to the Broncos to this day.
1: Yeah, man, it's – people – even I kind of get wrapped up in it sometimes. You know, you're watching a game and you're like, man, this dude's trash. This dude sucks. But it's like you got to remember how rare it is to play Division I football and then how even more rare it is to get your name called and get drafted to the league. Because you, know, you know how many people play football, like it's it's crazy. Yeah, but the it, fact it, that you got the call and it was like, "Yeah, hey, this is John." Like, dude, John Elway, that's my guy. That yeah, man, I love he, him.
0: He was definitely one of my uh, favorite GMs to play for. I think he's the president of the team now, but um, yeah. yeah, he was definitely one of my favorite GMs to play for. Man, he was super transparent. He was a straight shooter um tell you how you feel tell you where you stand and um obviously one of the greatest of all time play the game let's just not leave that out um and um they they're doing that thing over there man it's there's a reason why that that's one of the you know first class organization in the league and why they you know have steady success um, from the top down it's just it's built for that but i love that organization man i'm forever grateful
1: Ended, what ended up happening there? Because you ended up going to was it Arizona next. I went to Cleveland after that. So Cleveland. what happened?
0: Um, Cleveland. So what happened, <laughs> this is for you. <laughs> 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 no, but uh, no, but um, I played that first year in Denver. Um, went to the Super Bowl. Um, my was on practice squad, got to playoffs. Um, but San Fran tried to come and get me off practice squad. Denver bumped me off the active roster. Trying to so ended up being on the active roster for the AFC Championship against the Patriots and the Super Bowl against the Seahawks. we we'll gonna talk about that. Yeah, Cam and those guys. Um, <laughs> My yeah, worst I, nightmare, <laughs> like, I like obviously i have no, no cam forever. So before the game, I went up to him, was like, Yeah, bro, you know, do, 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 good to see you. you know, but I, said, I ball out and this that, but I didn't want him to do all that. I just want him to have a good game. I didn't want him to go out there and go smash DT's, you know, chest in and they snatching interceptions and all this jazz and whatnot. Recipes DT, but um, but, um 88, yeah, Plus. man, goat, want to goat, but um. Yeah, I told I just wanted bro to do have a good day. I ain't wanna go out there and go do that. He didn't have to show that all uh, pro status out there. <laughs> but uh no, nah, that was that was crazy, man. We did that Super Bowl and then came back um during training camp. Uh I had a good preseason, The uh, fourth game, I didn't do so hot. So I ended up back on practice squad. Uh, first three games I did great, four game, not so great. Um, ended up on practice squad and then we practiced after we did the signs and everything, we practiced. Um and I remember I was moving out of my apartment, of moved into a new spot, got into the hotel. My agent calls me and um, says, the Cleveland Browns want to offer you a 53 roster spot. So I tell him, uh, you know, call Denver, um, let them know. He did, and he called me back. Denver made an offer um, for, you know, a deal to work out. I don't really want to uh, put it out there. Um,
1: but um, they made an offer, you a, don't deal, have to that. a
0: practice squad deal. Um, and uh, so it was just kind of, you know, Financially, things would have been fine either way. Um, so it's kind of like, do you want to stay here and be on practice part? He laid out the, the pros and cons and he said, over here, you been looking at practice time and not practice time, playing time and uh, credit benefits what whatnot that come with, you know, getting my first at the roster year. And he weighed, I laid out options out there for me and left the decision to me. And, you know, being a player, being a competitor, um, that side of me kind of made the decision I wanted to play. So um, I took the, the deal, but they were saying, you know, looking for you to come in, learn a playbook and compete for a starting spot. Um, so I went over there and um, situation didn't play out the way that they said, business side of things, whatnot. And um, I ended up in Cleveland and uh, the journey began as that I was in Cleveland my second year, full year, played a little bit, um, special teams here and there. Um, went through the full season, went through the full off season, went through training camp, got released, I went to, uh, <clears throat> Miami after that was in the Giants two weeks after that, I was with Miami, Miami Dolphins for the rest of that season, October for the rest of the year. Um, on practice squad, played out through the season, played through the off season, played through training camp, um, got released, and I ended up with the Washington Redskins um, in the final preseason game, played well. They signed me to, I think I was on practice squad, let me a week, two weeks, and they moved me up to active roster. Um, I was on roster for the rest of that year, played a little bit that year, got in on uh, Thanksgiving and got in against the Vikings for a few plays, got in against the Cardinals for a few plays. Um, and I was there through training camp the following year and uh, got released. Um, they drafted some guys and business side of things, it is what it is. Um, and then I went to Arizona after that and I was on and off practice squad um, there for my final year. Um, Played a little bit uh, against the Redskins, played a little bit against the Seahawks, got some reps. Um, and then um, went through that off season. We went through some coaching changes because when I was there during the season, we had B.A. and um, his staff and all that. But that offseason, those guys, you know, whatever happened with that situation, they were gone. I think B.A. retired um, for a little while. And then that's when they brought in the new coaching staff and uh, got the training camp, whatnot. And um yeah, I got released that last time, and then it was a done deal. But you know, the way things played out there during the preseason, I kind of, you know, when you've been around long enough, you you see what's going on. It was like, all right. But uh, I, just, you know, I just kept fighting, kept trying to do my best, kept playing. But uh, yeah, yeah, 2018 was the last camp.
1: What was it like with Joe Thomas? Was that the, you have a good relationship with him because he's a legend? He played Joe good. was super cool. All of the the
0: ironic, the ironic, I mean, the well, offensive linemen are generally cool in general uh, in most rooms, but Joe Thomas for being, you know, the player that he was, he was super cool, uh, pretty funny. Um, great guy, uh, easy to talk to. And uh, he gave me a lot of pointers. Um, but, uh, yeah, being around Joe was, was cool. After you know, I was around Clady the first year. I played with Joe, and I played with uh, Brandon Howard, Mike Pouncey, um, then Trent, and then, you um, you know, with my boy uh, DJ out in Arizona, uh, training with LaCharles. So you know, when you just after you be around those guys, man, you, know, you get to talk to them and get to know them. It's like you know they're just dudes, but they're just you know dudes that just go pretty hard in that grass. But uh, Joe was a great guy, man. <laughs> Joe was Joe, Joe was a funny dude, man. <laughs> yeah, you played with some some people, man. Yeah, my man, Clatney, played played my guy. Yeah. Yeah, Clay. was um was an awesome cat man. Um definitely, definitely helped me out a lot my first year and a half, two years, um, picking his brain and stuff, and whatnot, showing me the ropes, that whole office of the line actually in Denver, all those guys. Um and then um going from him to Joe. And then I, I was there when Joe Patonio first came in, you know, watching him go and do his thing and then being with Trent and Pouncy and all those guys. And they were all mad cool. They were all super cool, bro. Pouncy and, um, you know, training those guys, they always getting the old linemen together, doing things like that, building that real camaraderie fighter. That's one thing that I always loved about the Austin line was that, that camaraderie and everybody has that unit mentality. Um, you know, it's almost the same thing in every room. You could always rely on that. And then, um, yeah. And then being trained by LeCharles man, that was, that was probably the, that that's one old that's my biggest respect. Um, uh, LaCharles Bentley out there in Arizona, um, like a big brother figure. Um, and just training with him, training on him for all those years, all, all seasons, man, just made you a better person and a better man. And, you know, he always take care of guys and not only getting you to focus on the game, but getting you to think about the game after. Um, and he's always, you know, his line is always open, man. That That's my guy. But I definitely have been blessed to have um, been around some really good players and uh, some really great men.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got to Washington and Morgan Moses was there, so you probably got to find oh, yeah. him a boy. whooping his ass at college. Mo yeah. was my boy.
0: <laughs> we all, like, bro, whenever, every time when Tech played UVA that year, man, we were talking so much trash to each other. And we played, when I was there, we were, you know, playing the game together all the time and whatnot, Mo was my boy because we already had that, you know, that past history, you know, seeing each other uh, at Tech and UVA during those games and whatnot and just, you know, being from the state. But um yeah, Morgan's my boy, man. He he was he's a dog out there. <laughs> but he used to be <laughs> it was some hilarious things, though when UVA and tech would come up. No beef, but it would just be funny. <laughs> Especially when when me, him and Kendall would get together. <laughs> oh man, it was funny. It was funny. Those, those are my guys, man. I love that locker room too. That was a great locker
1: room, man. So you transitioned out of the NFL. Yes, sir. What what was the next step for you in life? So um
0: I was um had a couple things on the table. I almost went to Canada, um, thought about it. Um and then I had another one more trial for the Lions. But after I finished, um well before I finished that off season with the Cardinals, I was um through a mutual friend um I was introduced to my business partner, that business partner, um, Seth Erland, um back then before my final, obviously the final training camp 2018, and a um, friend, friend of our, mutual friend of ours introduced us, and we sat down and um, had a conversation, and he was letting me know he was opening a medical cannabis dispensary, um, so I came up here and met with him, um, you know, saw the building and whatnot, he presented the business plan to me, and everything laid out, PowerPoint, Excel, and Excel, spreadsheet, status um and painted the picture for me what the business would look like and where they were taking it um so once I finished playing um I kind of just training and whatnot up until that owner's meeting that year um and me and we were just talking afterwards after the meeting and he was gonna you know, ask me what I was doing I told him I was just training and just down a third and we started having a conversation and um kind of got around to me talking about me playing in Denver and I told them you know being there and experiencing when they went through the transition from medical to recreational and seeing what it did for the city just that and the third and um you know hearing about you know the medical benefits and whatnot from the industry and um you know told them I was kind of interested in you know getting involved and uh, trying to learn some things and kind of just you know do something outside of football um and learn something new so um I kind of joined the team that uh January, late December, January. So that would have been 2019, 2018, 2019. Um, and I've been here at uh, our dispensary in uh, White Plains, Maryland, since then. It's called Chesapeake Apothecary. Um, we, this was the flagship store in the beginning. We now have um, two stores op- open and operational, a third to be renovated remodeled and opened by the end of the year. And uh, we just acquired our license for the, uh, our processing that to start making our own products um right here attached to our building. So um, you know, from that day one, them paying the vision and whatnot of the business, it's been a journey for the last four years, um, three and a half, four years. Um, watching the business grow and helping the business grow and learning the ins and outs of the business, um, legal side and the daily side. Um, it's been it's been fun, man. It's been a journey. It's definitely been a learning experience. It's been uh up and down one, especially with having to deal with COVID. Uh, we managed to stay open through all, all the COVID. They consider us a medical business. So we were part of the essential worker group. So we managed, they let, we were able to stay open um, all COVID and whatnot, but which was challenging. But um, I made that investment here um, January, 2018. And I joined the team December, 2018. And we've been striving and succeeding since then trying to keep, you know, Trying to improve every day and grow.
1: Sounds like you got in on the uh, the marijuana business early, like you're on the front end of it, because it didn't boom until when? At least on our side, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Colorado, yeah, but on yeah, the East
0: Coast, Coast. is really start is really just really get starting to get going on DC. Went recreational a few years back with James went recreational a year back. Maryland's been recreational since 2017, 2016. Um, oh, medical, sorry. Been medical since 2016, 2017. And um, they're voting on recreational this fall. So definitely wanted to jump in early because I made a couple friends over the years that were in industry, industry, um, One from Denver and one from Arizona. I would always pick those guys' brains while I was playing. Um, mainly my guy in Arizona because I would see him every offseason just picking his brain and, you know, asking him about the business um, and whatnot. And So that kind of just helped me make that decision once I got presented an opportunity, especially when, you know, you hear the valuations from different people and what it takes to get in, what's the cost. And when I uh, met with Seth and was still in the baby stage here in Maryland with the program and as far as the actual business, um, it was a great time to get in, it was a good price. Uh, it made sense, um, you know, I got that, I got that vibe from him that, you know, he was a good person, um, he knew what he was talking about. He presented things well, he painted. If you can paint the pictures for me visually of what you're trying to present or sell, then, you know, um, it makes it hard for me to say no, because I'm, I don't really you know, trust a lot of people easily, um, especially when it comes to you know business and money and whatnot because um, I've heard some horror stories from the NFL accountants and players and stuff always tell me stories. So, um, you know, I was always wary of people when it came to that. So, uh, But if you could paint the picture for me and I can, you know, questions are answered clearly and you had the information and presented, I saw the physical space, it just made sense. And, um, you know, I'm glad to see that I wasn't proven wrong. Um, business is doing well. Uh, hopefully, you know, and... They go recreational this fall, and um, it's been interesting because it was a great move for me, transition-wise. And it's just interesting when you talk to people that come through here, and you know you see different people with different illnesses and issues and whatnot, and you hear their stories and what made them get started, and you know how much it helps them with different things, cancer patients to that's with PTSD, people with insomnia, to you know women, it's you know coming off of you know different issues and whatnot and um people have surgeries just all kind of different issues um it's interesting man we see the other side of things because initially you kind of hear it and it's kind of like oh is that just you know they're just selling weed but it's so much more to it than that um you know i used to kind of be in that mind frame as well obviously coming from norfolk that's it is what it is but when you know start finding the information on it and, you know, hearing people testimonials and things like that. And you actually get to talk to the people that's coming into the building and listen to them, older folks, younger folks. Um, it's just interesting, man. And it, it definitely gave me a different perspective on the business. Um, and I'm just glad to see that it's not, you know, only just what the, um, perception um what, lead people to think that it is just a lot more to it than that
1: that's what's up man i'm glad you're doing well for real um you found something that you're not you know you're into you make it making money you're making a difference that's (laughs) what's up have you ever thought about coaching like ever getting into coaching at all or no
0: um of course first coming out i wasn't
1: sure um i kind of wanted
0: to you know take a break from the game you know the journeyman thing was um exciting. I loved every bit of it. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't change a thing. Um, you know, I never complained. Um, I've always been to everything I'm for a reason type of guy, but, um, I needed to take a little blow from the game mentally, you know, do something else. But now a hundred percent, um, I would definitely heavily consider coaching. I still have a lot of love for the game. Um, I still watch the game, uh, <laughs> regularly. Um, and, uh, I definitely have considered my old high school coach just, uh, brought up the conversation to me, even uh, Randall. <laughs> my cousin, I played with Randall Dunn, has brought it up to me um, when we get to talking ball and whatnot. Um, I've definitely heavily considered going into coaching um, to kind of, you know, it's kind of hard to get away from the game when you love it. Um, you know, that's like an itch you can't scratch, man. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely would consider doing it. either, you know, whether it's old line or for condition or whatnot, because still, I'm still a weight room guy. Um, so either or, I would definitely go down those avenues to kind of learn that side of the game. And um, never know, man, maybe one day pursue a head coach thing. But, you know, I definitely, um, I've thought about it. My pops always brings it up. When me and him start talking ball. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, he's a funny dude, man. That's my guy. But um I, I've definitely, I've definitely heavily considered it. Definitely um uh, I thought they used to be in the back of my mind, but it's more so on the forefront now.
1: Shout out to Pops, man. Got a little old from, man. Have you heard from Coach Pry at all? I know he's been reaching um, out to alumni and stuff.
0: Not yet. I'm pretty sure there's um i probably Lost some of these little zoom things I think that they did have in the email or something somewhere in my emails. Um, but I actually haven't got a chance to speak to them personally. No, um, I just know a couple of the guys that are on staff already, not per se coaches. Um, except a DB's what defense an analyst, so and then Goov is there. Um, but, um No, I haven't really um, spoken with Fry yet. Looking forward to meeting them. Uh, Whenever I get a chance to make it up to Tech, looking forward to meeting that entire staff. Um, And um, I haven't spoken with them, but I'm definitely excited for what they're going to do. Definitely looking forward to meeting them, seeing those guys, Um, and definitely looking forward to what they're going to put on that turf out there this year and watching what they're going to do to people.
1: Well, they got some beef up front that could use your tutelage i mean we got a great joe rudolph a legend but you know you play your player advice is always different
0: you know no doubt no doubt i mean that's why uh yeah i've heard i've heard that from a couple of people saying that that would give a different perspective um i would obviously love to go out there and talk to those guys i'm always down to talk especially to the old line room that's that's home right there you know, that's that's, I'm 100% love to get out there and get to know some of those guys. I'm always excited to watch, you know, who's the next guy going to be. In you know, the last couple of years, it was what, uh, Rock and Darisar and Wyatt um, coming out. So I'm always excited, to, you know, obviously the whole group, but, you know, to see who, who all are going to come and, you know, step in and, you know, get her, get the game going. I'll put it that way and um, set the tone. You always got to have a tone set up front. I'm excited to see who's going to come out there and uh, pump somebody in the mouth and make it happen. Big heavies. <laughs> the big hogs, man. The big nasties.
1: That's just up, man. I'm glad you took the time to come on here with me. I know Will had said something to me where he's like, hey, you know, Vincent Painter said he would come on the podcast and I said, set, I got to set that up then because I was always a fan, and I was like, "That dude's a, a great." So I, I would love to talk to him about appreciate his experiences.
0: It. I appreciate you guys. Appreciate you having me on, man. Absolutely. I, I mean, it was. Just, I'm, I'm never going to say no to to Hokey Nation, man. I, that's home. That's that's home number two. For getting in Blacksburg. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell so, yeah! You know, the Blacksburg will always forever Team Tech campus. That program will always forever hold a special place in my heart, man. That's that's. That place made me a man, so and it helped me become the man that I am today. So I'm forever grateful for the Blacksburg, man. That's home. I'm upset that I've always moved around so much. I haven't been able to make it back as much as I want to. Things, you know, moving, but I'm 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 coming back. I definitely, I got to come back and see it, man. Especially with all the changes and everything. I'm excited. I love it, but, and just to see the guys just going, man. I love, I miss hearing that, that, that the jumping starting at the beginning of the game. And I, I still get that same feeling every time I enter the same comes on. Whenever I hear it anywhere it's a store, a weight room somewhere even it comes on sometime here in the shop it's, it, that feeling never goes away man. Every time you hear it, it's that same electricity just goes to your chest. <laughs> just, man, I have to go like walk around and calm down sometimes. It's like it's It does not go away man. I, Every time I hear that, doom, 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 doom. it's like,
1: oh, I just want to start jumping. Go put a helmet on somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be a different feeling experience than that from inside the tunnel, though.
0: It's ridiculous, man, when you hear everybody's and you hear your feet zoosh in the stands and you hear everybody jumping and everybody's yelling and screaming, especially was a Thursday night, man. You know, the atmosphere is just crazy. That electricity is just unmatched. It's, it's one of the best college atmospheres and interests for a reason and you know anybody that considering going and you're not sure I mean it's, it's 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 nothing like it man that's just especially when you're out there getting ready to go to war with your brothers man you all on the same page and everybody you know going crazy in the tunnel and hollering and snapping it's it's some of everything going on in there man pads clacking from guys pushing each other is it's 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 different man it's just yeah yeah I'm getting chills just talking about it now. But uh it's 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 um it's an experience you can't pay for, man. That's just I would I would I would pay any amount to go back for a day and just come out of that tunnel and run the game one more time. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like man, that's that's the fans, the fan base is ridiculous, man. They lo- they love the team. It's it's big family community. Everybody's a hoagie going through, man. You can just feel that in the air when you come out of that tunnel. In that atmosphere, those, those were, mm, mm. and don't let it be a crazy good game like Nebraska or that when we played Florida State or whatnot. Man, that's what that Miami game when Logan ran that thing in at the last minute. Man, it's been some. Bruh, crazy. I was <laughs> there. It. Man, it's been some crazy nights in late. That is,
1: oh my god. Oh. I feel like it was third and long when Logan took off too. It was he house that baby.
0: It yeah. was in the red zone. He took it in, it in. and Got third
1: automatic. Third and automatic. Yeah,
0: Between that and that, uh, that catch from DiRien and that Nebraska game. Oh my God! Yep. man that that stadiums? You I thought it was gonna split in two. It got so loud. But that's what you yeah. come to lane for, man. That's what you come to lane for. The night game in lane. Or just a big game of lane, but you come to a night game of lane, man, that's an experience money can't buy.
1: That's facts, man. Well, like I said, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're busy to come on here and talk to me about Virginia Tech, the NFL, medical marijuana, and the future.
0: I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you guys reaching out, man. Anytime you want to do this again, let me know, brother.
1: Absolutely. Go Hokies, man. Go Hokies.